And so now being able to go to be in Europe and to have so many options for us to get to so many different places that not only are going to be so beautiful, but so dog friendly with the dogs is just something I'm so pumped for. Dog Podcast, a podcast for the modern dog parent. I'm your host, Carly, and every Wednesday I bring on pet professionals or some fellow dog parents, and we laugh, learn, and commiserate about everything from the confusing vet visits to dog park etiquette to the 2 a.m. potty breaks. Essentially, life with a dog. What is up, people with a dog? It has been a minute. It has been a long minute since I've sat down and actually done an intro. I actually have been like on a semi-podcast vacation now for about a month. As you know, um, I've still had episodes coming out every week, but usually I'm flying by the seat of my pants a little bit more and just like producing each episode week by week. And it turned out that it's been like a month of I had it all like pre-prepared and ready. So it feels weird sitting down here and doing an intro again, but I'm ready to be back. I'm so excited. I had a very nice break. It was nice to focus my brain on some other aspects of my life, and the weather has been getting better, so it's been nice to just hang out with the dogs and enjoy springtime in Seattle. But I missed you guys. I missed you a lot, actually. Now that I'm sitting here, I'm like, oh, this is this is nice. This is nice to be back recording this intro. While I was on my little vacation, I was also able to reflect on a lot of the stuff that I touched on in my year two anniversary episode, just about, you know, like, where's the podcast headed? And how do I feel about certain things of, you know, of this whole like self-employed business? How do I feel about certain aspects of the podcast? How do I feel about things about social media? Etc. Etc. And so it was really nice to also have that reflection time. And I will go into a little bit more of like what I discovered on next week's episode. It's my monthly episode with Charlotte and Ashley, the friends with the dog. So, um, so yeah, I'll go into a little bit more of like life update and things that have been on my mind. Also, um, before we get into this week's episode, I do want to just say thank you, everyone who sent me so many messages last week about Lupin. Basically, um, he had like this terrible gastroenteritis, stomach upset, whatever. Like it was never actually um, diagnosed, but it was really bad. And he has a finicky tummy anyway. So, um, so, you know, this is kind of like old hat for (laughs) for me. You know, I like to think that I am relatively able to manage um, him and his symptoms when this crops up. But it was so out of the norm. It was so much worse than usual. And he did end up having to go to the vet and fortunately was, you know, on the mend within a couple days later. He was always acting normally. So honestly, I was never overly worried for his health. I think it was just more of like the the toll that it takes on you as far as I was getting up many times in the middle of the night to let him out. And there was just, you know, the constant questioning like, oh my gosh, my usual tricks aren't working. Is there something more serious going on? But he was still like happy and excited and he wasn't vomiting. He wasn't lethargic. And, you know, so it was just, um, 
it was kind of I think it was just like the whole process was very draining. But since he was acting very normally otherwise, fortunately, I didn't have to worry about the emotional toll it takes as far as like worrying of like that this was something super serious. But it's still, you know, like it's still something that really disrupts your life. And um, I'm fortunate enough that I was able to put the podcast on pause last week and just say like, hey, sorry, no episode this week. I've got to manage a dog. And I know so many of you listening are working full time and maybe are single dog parents. So so I really just wanted to say it was such a privilege for me to be able to just skip last week's episode. And also it was so amazing for all of you guys to reach out to me, to just ask how Lupin was doing, to send some well wishes, follow up with, you know, whatever it was he had and things like that. So I just want to say I feel so thankful for this community and all of you listeners and the fact that I was able to to skip a week and I can pick up where we left off. So speaking of that, this week's episode. Oh my gosh, guys, I am so hyped for this episode. This topic is something that is obviously very near and dear to me because I have done an international move with Lupin and back, and as many of you know, and talking to Mel about her journey so far and prepping for the move and how they've figured out how to do this international move in a way that is going to suit all of their dogs as well as suit them. It was just so fun talking to her and I really hope you guys enjoy this episode and maybe it inspires you to look into to moving, doing a big move with your dogs as well because I think, um, you know, it's just you never want to feel limited because of your dog. You know, obviously there are certain things, like I said, the midnight potty breaks and them being very expensive and maybe, you know, certain apartments have breed restrictions, et cetera, et cetera. You know, they they can be limiting sometimes in life. But I, d- I really wanted to do this episode to show everyone that if you wanted to do an international move, if, if it's always been your dream, there are avenues to do it. Sometimes those avenues are a chunk of money. So, you know, I'm not going to say that it's not hard, but um, yeah, I just I just really wanted to talk to Mel and share both of our experiences about how, you know, you're you're still able to accomplish your life dreams with a dog by your side. And that's exactly what Mel is doing with her three dogs on an international move to Paris. So hope you enjoy and let's get into it with Mel. All right. So, Melanie, welcome to the With a Dog podcast. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited. I am, too. I have been following you for a while. Your photos are amazing. And Austin Life, I went to Austin, gosh, I guess it was a year ago now, and loved it. And then when I heard that you have a big move coming up, (laughs) I was like, I have to get her on. This is so exciting. I know. I'm so pumped. Um, So, yeah, I guess I was going to say, if anybody hasn't heard, I'm moving from Austin to Paris with all my dogs. So very pumped for that. And we will get into all of the details because I, as many people know, also did an international move with my dog, though it was quite different. It was one dog, and not three. <laughs> so I want to hear all the details. Um, first off, let's introduce you to the listeners. So if you could just kind of like give a little brief introduction of yourself and your dogs and all of that. 
So my name is Melanie. I run Harboozy Tales, um, and I've got three dogs. That's essentially um, me and the dogs and our dog-friendly lifestyle. I've got a Great Dane. His name is Lucas, a Golden Retriever, whose name is Cooper, and a little Dachshund mix, whose name is Brooklyn. She, of course, rules the house. Um, But we just (laughs) love traveling and exploring the world with the dogs and doing as many things to give them as many adventures and memories as possible. Perfect. Yes. And that's why I feel like just looking at your Instagram page, you it, that like embodies it like just like <laughs> adventures and enjoyment and happy dogs. And it's just it's so fun to see. Um, So we're doing a new thing on the with a dog podcast for this year three. And it's any with a dog wins you've had lately. So it's kind of just like life with a dog, like a win that you've had. I, I imagine the move probably counts. But <laughs> if there's anything you could think of. Um, I would say the biggest win recently, we just did a two week road trip with the dogs in a camper van. Um, we've obviously like, of course, road tripped with the dogs before, but this was our first time like being on the road for a long period of time. And like we slept in the van, we went all the way from Texas to the Florida Keys and back. And I cannot believe how well the dogs did. It was amazing. It was such an incredible experience. We got to see so many things and go up to the beaches and so many patios and the dogs have the best time of their lives. So like, that was such a win for me. That's awesome. I feel like that's something I've really wanted to do. Um, Like right when we moved back from London, I was like, we should get a camper van or we need to rent (laughs) some and then like, you know, pandemic life hit. And granted, you could do that stuff during but it was, you know, we were like in our own little bubble of (laughs) (laughs) not doing anything. Um, But yeah, I saw I saw your pictures of that. And I was like, ooh, it it sparked a renewed interest in me too. Oh, I know. Literally two days in my husband looks at me and he goes, yeah, we're gonna need to buy one of these. And I was like, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You're like Paris first. But yes. Yeah, (laughs) yes, exactly. So otherwise, like dog mom check in, how are you? Like just you as a person, not (laughs) the dogs. (laughs) I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Um, I feel like this month has been just, uh, I mean, I say month, it's May 5th as we're recording this. So like it's not, it's the last couple of months have been kind of a whirlwind um, because I I have a full-time job. So I do marketing. I call it my day job is marketing and then my night job is marketing and social media and that's my Instagram and uh, TikTok accounts. So I just have been so busy and so exhausted, but it's in like a good way. Like I've been a good busy, which is good. I thrive on that kind of environment. So that's good. I feel like there's there's some people that there's always this like gray area of busyness when when it gets too much or versus like when you're like, I thrive on this. This is a nice balance. (laughs) Um, I get to the point if I'm not busy enough, I get like lazy and so I know (laughs) I just go stir crazy if I don't have any like I the pandemic was rough because I am definitely a busybody. um so like two days of being in my apartment I'm like I need to go do something (laughs) oh I bet well especially too being I feel like Austin is such a social city and there's so many things that you can do and that's kind of how I felt coming from London as well and then into Seattle and it was just like (laughs) <laughs> stay inside and don't do anything and I um, was like I fully embraced it probably a little too much <laughs> okay cool so that's you let's talk about the dogs okay. Lucas Cooper Brooklyn right yes okay how old are all of them 
Okay, so we'll start our oldest to youngest. Cooper is our golden. He was actually a rescue, so we're not entirely sure. If we're going by what they told us at the shelter, he would be 12 now, but I think he's probably closer to like 14, 15. He's an old man, okay. but yeah. we love him all the same. Um, then we've got Brooklyn. She just turned five. I can't believe it. She's still a spunky girl. And then Lucas, who's our puppy, although he's going to be two, so not really a puppy much longer. But yeah, he's mm-hmm. he's the big boy and he's almost two. Okay. Well, I know it takes so much longer for the large breed dogs to mature. So I'm <laughs> sure he probably still, does he still have a little bit of that like puppy wiggly-ness? Oh, for sure. And he still has that puppy face. I remember our last Dane, um, he had the puppy face until he was like three. And it's just, mm-hmm. the it's the best. I love it. That's so sweet. Um, okay, so that's all three of them. What are their? We're gonna do a little like quick answer round. Okay. What are their favorite foods? Favorite foods: Cooper, anything fishy. He loves fish. Um, Brooklyn will eat anything. I call her a little goat. She has no preference. <laughs> and Lucas is our picky boy, but he really loves chicken. Okay. Okay. And he doesn't have any chicken allergy. <laughs> That's something, no, he doesn't. Not as far as we know, but that's definitely something that is becoming a lot more common. Yeah, I just, I feel like so many people say, like, my dog loves chicken, but he can't have it or or something <laughs> like that. So, like, oh, good, he can actually eat what he yeah. needs to or what he wants to. <laughs> okay, what about toys? Are they, like, ball is life for any of them or... Not really. I mean, they'll kind of play with toys. Lucas loves stuffies. He'll actually put them in his mouth and suckle them until he falls asleep. It's the cutest thing ever. (laughs) Cooper's the worst retriever in the whole world. He does not care about balls or frisbees. He'll like run towards them and then run past them. Um, So (laughs) it's, it's, it's fun. Yeah. Do they just do they play with each other at all? Like wrestle around the house or... They do, although not quite frequently. Obviously, Cooper doesn't really play much anymore, but sometimes he'll play with Lucas. Um, and Brooklyn and Lucas will play sometimes, but mostly they're, I feel like I got very lucky. I have three very, very chill dogs. That is, I mean, personally, that is like <laughs> what I need out of a dog is, is chillness. Honestly, My two same. are just, yeah, like, <laughs> they're so chill and it's like, you know, maybe they'll play every once in a while, but like most of the time they just they just know how to, to how to be lazy and sit on the couch with me. And it's ideal because same. Yes. <laughs> yeah. They're they don't like chew a bunch of toys or I'll be plays with toys, but like he's fine with like two in the house. He doesn't need like twenty. You know? Right. And so yeah, I like that. <laughs> um okay, how about their behavior? Are they like clingy do you have a clingy one or like a super independent one cooper is very independent he loves pets so if anybody ever sees him in public he is like a people person but if you don't pet him he doesn't care about you at all so if you're not petting him he goes off and does does his own thing um lucas on the other hand is very very attached to me he a was a pandemic puppy and and b he's just a great dane velcro dog so he is always on top of me i'm actually i had to lock him out of the <laughs> out of the room right now because otherwise he would be in my lap and that's not ideal for this but yeah be panting into the microphone like hello <laughs> literally <laughs> it what about brooklyn brooklyn's kind of in the middle she is a cuddly dog so she'll sit on your lap or like right next to you but she doesn't need to be in like the same room with you all the time okay she's like a nice mix between yes. the two it sounds like yes. yeah 
That's awesome. Okay, so those are the dogs. Now we got a little bit more info about them, and we've learned about them. And now let's actually move (laughs) on to the topic that we all want to talk about, the big move. So first up, when is it happening? So we are thinking, this is kind of like a long, everybody asked me this, and it's kind of a longer answer because it really depends on when we can find a good flight for the three of us. But we're hoping Mm -hmm. between August and October is the ideal plan. So sometime this fall. Yeah. No, I remember when we were doing our move as well. It was it was kind of like trying to find the right flight and yeah. the balance of like somewhere to land as far as like a home over there too and, yeah. and all of that. Okay. So this fall yeah. it's happening. It's happening. And how, how did it come about? Like what kickstarted this whole thing? <laughs> so Paris is my husband and I's favorite city in the entire world. We've been so many times and we've loved – Every time we go, how many dogs there are sitting on patios or even they allow them inside of restaurants so like they can sit inside mm-hmm. and there's so many parks. And it was just we love the lifestyle there. Um, and so we were actually supposed to move in 2020. And obviously, um, OK, good old 2020, that did not happen. And so for the last couple of years, we've kind of been planning and honestly kind of glad that we waited a little bit longer because I feel like we have a lot more options now um, as to how we can get everybody over there. Um, but yeah, no, I, this is something that's kind of been a long time coming, but we just now we we don't have kids. So now is the time to go and explore. Yes, I completely agree. Um, this is actually kind of a funny story. The fact that you said you love Paris so many, so much, and you've been there a few times. I've been to Paris once <laughs> and I had an awful time. <laughs> I was going to say... <laughs> It is Paris is one of those cities where people either have an amazing experience or a terrible one. There's like really no in between. You either love it or you hate it. So I'm sorry to hear that you had a terrible experience. (laughs) No, it's just so funny because I think I hear that same thing a lot about London too. People are like, "Uh, like it wasn't, it was fine. The food was crap or like whatever, you know. And and so it's yeah, it's like this polarizing city. Um. I was actually just telling uh, my partner the other day that I was like, I feel like we should give Paris another chance. I feel like if if we were to go to Europe to like go to London again and see some friends, I think we should try to do like a Paris trip. And and he was like so traumatized from it. He was like, no. And (laughs) but it was because we were backpacking through. Well, I say backpacking like we were like hostel hopping. Um right after college and Paris was we did London which we loved and then we jumped to Paris and the hostel there was awful in comparison to the London one and it was like I think it was also there was some kind of it was a weekend of some kind of like party celebration (laughs) solstice like I don't know what it was but everyone was in the streets partying and we were we were those people who were like well we have a 7 a.m train to Versailles the next day like we can't party and (laughs) Like, which was so stupid. (laughs) But, um, but yeah, we were in this hostel in a room with like 20 other people, and there were like people coming in drunk and just like barfing all over the floor. Oh, no. Like, I remember waking up to this guy, (laughs) and his hairy ass is just like in front of my face because he like came in drunk and was (laughs) undressing. So, anyway, it was that. And then I got like ripped off by one of the like people on the, 
streets trying to like sell things oh yeah um they had my like wrist in like a, a bracelet thing oh, and like yeah. forced me to pay them for it which of course was kind of my it was my fault for getting myself into that but also that they like forced <laughs> me to pay and i was like this is my last like money <laughs> and, and then i it's started ridiculous. crying and then they felt bad <laughs> and <laughs> It was anyway. So none of these things, I don't think, actually have anything to do with the city of Paris. It was just like <laughs> you the need to go back. You need to go back and give it another shot. I have a great. I'm sure. I don't know if you still like to travel via hostel, but I have a great hostel recommendation in Paris. Hopefully, no barfing or hairy asses in your face. But <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think um, that would be great. Yeah, I'm fine to do Paris in like. I've, I've done it in the low life. Now I'm like, <laughs> let's do the high life of Paris. I want to be in a hotel on, like on the Champs Elysees, like just yeah. like there. And <laughs> oh, so I want a Louis Vuitton in the in the base of the hotel. Like, exactly. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, so that's just yeah. So when you said that you were moving to Paris and all of your pictures about Paris, I was like, well, that looks fun. Like, maybe <laughs> we need to give it another go. You'll have to come visit. Yes. I will 200% do that. I'll dog sit. <laughs> Perfect. But my understanding is you guys are using Paris as like a home base and then planning to travel around. Yeah. So we another reason why we chose Paris is it's kind of it's not necessarily central, but it's a big hub for travel around Europe. And we love Europe and we feel like we haven't gotten to explore much of it because a living in Texas, it's kind of hard to get out there. And mm-hmm. B, it's just, it's so hard like to go once you're a working girl, it's kind of hard to take off more than a week or two for work. Yes. And so we picked Paris. It's a very central hub. Um, and the plan is to just either by car or by train, just explore as much as possible in the year or so that we're going to be there. Okay. So I, I agree with you. I think it'll be so easy to get around with the dogs and just in Europe in general, I feel like it's so dog friendly. We yes. had the similar experience in London of like, and I talk about this way too much on the podcast. I'm sure everyone's <laughs> sick of it. But it's just like the fact that you can bring them into like restaurants and stores. It's amazing. It, it, yes, it makes your life so much easier in I, a lot of ways too. Honestly, I, it's just a different experience. And like, why not? I, if you can do it, why not do it? Yes, exactly. So with that thought in mind, how did you like what was going through your mind when you were like, OK, we want to move to Europe, Paris, like we want to do this travel experience and we want to bring the dogs. What were your like concerns or thought processes, especially having a puppy as well as a senior dog and like three of them? <laughs> so <laughs> the three dogs that weigh more than two humans combined. Uh, yeah, not yes. ideal. Uh, the first thought was, dang, I really wish I was a small dog person because it would make this so much easier. Um, mm-hmm. No, honestly, my first concern was how are we going to get the dogs over there? Um, and how are we going to get them over there safely? Because obviously the easiest way to do it would be to put the dogs under the plane and, and fly them as cargo, which is – I've, I've done a lot of research since this, and it's actually very safe if done the right way. But there's just so many negative stories and, like, scary situations that can happen. And with, A, Cooper being a senior dog, um, that was just a lot of anxiety – for me and for him to have to do that. And with Luke as being a giant chicken, I was like, he's also not <laughs> going to do well with that. Um, so the very first thing yeah. we started researching is how can we get the dogs over there without putting them under the plane? 
And we found a couple of different options. We've been exploring them. I've actually made a couple of TikTok videos about this that have gone viral because I guess a lot of people don't know it that you can there that there's other options other than putting yeah. the dog under the plane. Um, so that was number one. And then number two was how do we actually make this happen? Like we both have jobs in the States. We both have, you know, things. How do we pay taxes? Like how do we, what do we do with our car? What do we do with like all these things? So it was a lot of, um, of research and trying to figure out how to get a visa and, Mm -hmm. an entirely different process that you know I wish you could just pack up your things book a plane ticket move to a different country but it's just not that easy (laughs) I know I I really wish honestly same um okay those are good concerns I think that first one the transportation that resonates with me so much because that's exactly what I had to do with Lupin moving him over there so at the time he was like 80 pound dog so not a great day in size, but he, he's a large guy. And, you know, he was pretty nervous and scared, but he loved his crate. And so I was kind of just trying to weigh all these options. And so I looked into the ferry slash cruise yep. situation, which is like <laughs> from New York to yep. um, to England. And so I looked into that one hardcore and it seemed like a valid option. But then I was like, well, it seems like the dogs aren't able to go out more and no or very much and like like I'm sure they're well taken care of but it's not like he'd be staying in the cabin yeah. with me it was like he was in like the animal section um which is also fine like this is no shade to anyone who does it but he just he was very shy around anyone who wasn't me this he was still pretty fearful at this time and so yeah so I looked into that as well and then um I also was thinking I was like he pees for like a minute straight is he going to be like peeing <laughs> on like fake turf like I was like <laughs> I don't know why but I was just like there's no way he'll go to the bathroom on this boat like I was he's just like <laughs> he's gonna flood the cruise yeah literally <laughs> I don't know why I was like hesitant because of that but I was just like there's no way um anyway so yeah so I looked into that and you did that as well like looked yes. into the cruise thing yeah why did you decide that wasn't a good option because unfortunately they do not allow Great Danes because like you mentioned, mm. they do have to stay in kind of like a boarding area, which is fine. It, they would be like going to daycare and you can go see them, you know, a couple of times a day. But because they have to stay in kennels, they don't have any kennels that are big enough for Danes. So they just don't allow yes. big dogs, which was such a bummer because I was like, easy peasy, like we'll get to go on a cruise. It'll be a fun experience. The dogs will be fine. They'll be like in a little daycare adventure. Um, no, wrong. <laughs> we will yes. Not be doing okay. That. That's I remember that now. I think it's like it ended up being super expensive as well because I would have had to purchase two kennel sizes for him. Yeah. Like he was allowed in, but you had to purchase two and it was yep. going to be really. Yeah. OK. I remember that now. Um, oh, my goodness. Poor Lucas. <laughs> I know. Well, this like, is size discrimination. I know. And this is another reason I was like, why can't we just have little dogs? And then, but I'm definitely not a little dog. I mean, I've got Brooklyn and she's little enough for me, but we love big dogs. So we got to make do with what yeah. we have. So Cruz was out and yep. you looked into the flights and you said no to that, even though like it can be done in a safe way because of like the senior dog and Lucas it, being. Yeah. Being a nervous. big chicken. He's, he's. Yeah. 
especially with strangers when I'm not around. He is just terrified of everything. And we've been working out with him so hard with this. Um, he's always mm-hmm. been a giant chicken with everything. So I think he'll be fine. But I just don't want to put him in a negative experience that's going to set us back um, and traumatize him. So that one is also out. So yeah. what we're going to end up doing is there's this amazing Facebook group. And they essentially what they do is they charter private planes for people who move who are moving abroad with their dogs. And the way it works is one person will organize the flight. um, And then depending on the size of the plane, they will say, okay, we've got room for 12 people, 12 dogs or 12 people, 10 dogs, two cats or whatever it is. Um, And then they split the cost of the private plane with everybody on board. So obviously, significantly more expensive than just flying commercial. But the dogs get to go in in the plane with you. They just get to sit with you in the seats. Um, and the way that we kind of justified it was, A, it's going to be the most the stre- most stress-free option for the, the five of us. Um, but also, it's a private plane experience to Europe, which I think if you look at what it would cost to fly, you know, first class to Europe, um, it's cheaper than that. So... It's expensive, but it's it's the option that we thought was best for us. Yeah, 200%. I That is the route that I think if I were to move back anytime soon that I would take because going back to the commercial option, it's like so it's so valid and it can be very, very safe. Um, so, yeah, like no shade to anyone who has done that with my pets or th- with their pets. I've done that with Lupin. But um I think you have to have the right dog and the right flight. And like, I think a lot of things need to align for it to feel good. So like we moved Lupin over when he was like six or seven and he loves his crate. And so it was, and he sleeps for like 14 hours straight and, (laughs) and all of those things. Like it just, I felt like I was like, okay, I know he feels safe in his crate and he's happy in his crate. I know that um, like, he will be able to sleep during the flight. I know he's not going to be like uncomfortable because he has to pee or anything because it's from Seattle. It's a nine and a half hour direct to Heathrow. Yep. So I was like, yes, he sleeps longer than that every night. Um, I was like, he is lazy and he's all good. Yep. And and so I remember like all of those things had to line up. But now, same dog, if I were to move him back, you know, he's 12 now. I don't think I would feel I, – I don't think I'd have that same comfortability Um you know, just like, I don't think he can hold it that long anymore. Yeah. And, and I think he is a little bit more nervous and anxious in his old age. Yeah. So, yeah. So I, th- I think it is one of those things that like, it makes sense that you guys are doing the private jet because, I mean, obviously, like your choice, it's not, you don't need me to validate you. But um, <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm just saying, like, I think trying to match up three dogs needs with the right, with yeah. the right flight and all of that would be very hard to do. Yeah, exactly. Plus, I have anxiety and I would need to like give me three Xanax and make like put me to sleep on this plane because I'm going to be panicking the entire time. So, yes. <laughs> okay. I like used to love flying and I, so technically, um, I didn't fly with him either time I was supposed to and then paperwork got mixed up and oh. it was a whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was a whole thing. But, um, so, yeah, but like the I th- for those, you know, 10 hours that he was like gone, I was just like, oh, my God, like I was just a whole ball of panic. So yeah. I couldn't mm-hmm. even imagine. 
No, no. See, the dogs couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. It would just, we would all combust, probably. Yes, totally understandable. Okay, so private jet life. At least for now, yeah. We're we're <laughs> living up the bougie life and going through all of our savings to make this happen. But it's worth it to us. Yeah, totally, totally. I It was a chunk of money to get Lupin over there. I am yeah. not gonna lie it was it was a chunk um but it made it so worth it once he was over there so what are you most looking forward to over the experience of of having them over there with you i am just i'm so excited to get to explore so many different environments with them at like a much in a much easier way like for example we live in Texas. It takes us at least eight hours to drive through Texas to get into a different state. If we wanted mm-hmm. to go to the mountains on the snow, like that's an entire day of driving just to get to like the bottom of Colorado. Um, or like if we wanted to go to the beach, Texas beaches are not great. Like throw it. I was gonna say no shade, but no definitely shade because they're terrible. So if we're going to <laughs> Florida, like that's a two day drive. Um, Mm -hmm. And so now being able to go to be in Europe and to have so many options for us to get to so many different places that not only are going to be so beautiful, but so dog friendly with the dogs is just something I'm so pumped for. So definitely just traveling and exploring and doing everything, like seeing everything we can with them by our sides. Like I'm so pumped. That is, yes, 200%. That was by far my most favorite memory of having him with me, too, is just, like, experiencing that things with them. Yeah. And and things that would be so amazing just to experience alone, you know, yeah. just, like, as a person. But then to know that they're there with you and they're having this fun experience through these, you know, mountains in another country and all of that. <laughs> exactly. Um, oh, my gosh. I'm, I'm like getting hyped for you so much. Um, so that's actually also a really good point that I hadn't thought of, of how spread out the U.S. is in a lot of ways as far as ability to travel. I mean, I, you know, I knew that, obviously, I've lived here. But yeah, especially with Texas, I'm originally from California and I feel that of like you can drive eight hours and still be in the same state. Yep. And <laughs> Over there, it was like drive eight hours and you're on the other side of the country. When or it, hit like, like for the three UK, different countries. Yeah. Yes. That's such a good point. You can go down and be like in the south of France on the beaches or you can drive an equal amount and be like in the Alps. And <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's exactly. such a good point. Plus yeah. the weather the weather is just obviously it's gonna be a little bit colder than we generally expect here in Texas, but that's we love the cold. The dogs love the cold. Texas summers are insane and we I feel like the dogs can't go out because it's 120 degrees and we're all boiling. So I'm so mm-hmm. excited to be able to have kind of like year-round weather that we can go explore in and not die of a heat stroke. Yes, two hundred percent. That's a really good point. Um so what are the are there any specific places that you're super excited to see? Like or any cities that you haven't been to before that you want to go with, with the dogs? I don't know that I have any cities in particular. We're definitely like Portugal, I'm really excited about Germany, Croatia, Italy, uh the t- like the Italian wine country with the dogs is going to be amazing. Like Christmas markets this winter is something I'm so excited yes. for. I'm in love with Christmas. So and uh I I honestly like 
I'm getting giddy just thinking about it. But <laughs> that's awesome. So as far as logistics going to all these different countries, do you need like a doggy passport or what does that look like? Yeah, so the dogs will all need uh, EU pet passports that you get once you're over there um, and essentially just make sure that they're vaccinated and healthy to be traveling. Um, and then as far as most countries that are in the EU or like or like the Schengen area, um, you just they just as long as you've got your passport and they're up to date on shots, they're good to come along. Okay. Yeah. As far as also as far as logistics, are you thinking doing like camper van type of thing, like renting that while you're there and doing some driving or are you going to primarily do trains or? So we're toying around with the idea of buying like a cheap little clunker car and using that to get a lot to get around. Um, But we're actually also probably going to do camper van. Um, We when we did our our road trip to Florida, we partnered with Outdoorsy um, who rents camper vans. And when they saw that we were moving to to Paris they were like hey we've got vans in Europe like we should do a, a European adventure and I was like uh absolutely done so I think, <laughs> sign me up um yeah. so I think we'll probably do that too but I think it's going to be a good mixture of mostly cars and trains another thing that I love is dogs can go on the train you just buy them a little doggy ticket um they do need to be muscled though so we're going to start muscle training here shortly but that's totally fine as long as they get to come with me like why not um so yeah it's gonna be a mixture of those mm-hmm. two mo- mostly Wait, muscled? Yeah, like yeah. the dog. Like what they need mean? a, um, they need like a muscle, like a muzzle. Okay, muzzle. I thought you said muscle, and I was like, <laughs> they need to be in better shape. Like, <laughs> okay, okay, okay. The muzzles. Yes, there's this muzzle company. I actually just reached out because I want to interview them so badly. I think she's based in the UK, and her oh muzzles are like so pretty. Are you? Did you find her on Instagram through like reels? Is it like the muzzle movement or Probably. something like that? Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's just they're so like pretty colors. I know. I reached out to her too because I was like, "This is perfect." Um, they're because one of the things that I struggle with a lot with Lucas because he's so big is like we kind of touched on this earlier, but is like discrimination against his size, um, and I just worry that like now having to put him in a muscle to like go on the subway people are going to be like oh not only is he 150 pounds and giant but like he's aggressive so I kind of want to find a good muscle that's nice and pretty and like a little bit more welcoming than just your standard muscle so that people aren't afraid of him yes I think that's a good a, a good idea and there are also all those things that you could say like friendly dog or like whatever like on their leashes or harness but um yeah my hope is that muzzles definitely are seen more as like not just because a dog is aggressive yeah you know like my hope is that yes like my hope is society like slowly moving towards that more because um my dog like loopy when we were in london especially i mean the food on the street like in the gutter like the half-eaten kebab that some (laughs) drunk person left and like the chicken wings and he was in heaven but he has a ton of food allergies and has a sensitive stomach and he would just like lick one thing up and then have issues with his stomach (laughs) yes for a while and it was like in our like little backyard at our flat it was it was not pretty so yeah I considered muzzling him for a while um I never got around to training him to it but but yeah, I wanted to so badly just just for the food alone. Like there's yeah. so many reasons yes, that someone exactly. wants to muzzle. Yeah. Um, 
Okay, so is it just Lucas or would you probably muzzle like all of them? So Lucas and Cooper will both need to be muzzled um, because they can't be essentially any dogs that can't be in a carrier on the train or the metro need to be muzzled. Um, Brooklyn okay. will probably carry around in a backpack, mostly A for convenience and B because she will eat everything on the floor. Um, so <laughs> she does not okay. get to experience that. But yeah, the two big guys. I feel like... Hopefully that'll be a really cool thing to see if there's other dogs on the train that are also muzzled. And then it's kind of like, you know, all the dogs are muzzled. So don't worry <laughs> yes. about it. Kind of. Yeah. No, that's a good that's a good call of them. Um, I like that that law that they have. I mean, it's kind of hard sometimes to train the dogs to. Yeah. To wear it. But still. Um, OK, so that's the plan. A mix of everything. And as far as living there, like, are you going to get like a super cheap flat? or something and like call that home base i think we're that's something that we're still trying to decide is whether we want to get one just cheap flat in paris and then call that home and then fly around or if we wanted to do like short-term rentals in each city so like we'll probably do like a two-month rental in paris and then like after two months maybe we go do a week or a month somewhere else and travel around or and then come back to paris and stay somewhere new also because, you know, I think it's going to be interesting going to a city and enjoying it is one thing, but going to a city and figuring out where your dogs are going to be able to go potty and like, where are we going to walk them every morning? Um, it's a different thing. Mm -hmm. So we're actually planning yes. a trip to Paris in a couple of weeks to go find a couple of different neighborhoods that um, that we are going to potentially rent in. Um, but I like the idea of kind of moving to a different spot every time. And that way we get to explore a little bit more of the city, too. That's a really good idea to hop around a little bit and it it may actually even help you guys keep like minimalist things too because exactly. I feel like the longer yeah the longer you're set somewhere and keep you moving as yes. well potentially because I'm sure it, you since you love Paris so much like it'd be really easy to just like stay spend too much time <laughs> there yeah <laughs> exactly no that's definitely something I'm in a struggle so hard with is not overpacking and I think it's going to be good for us to not have an apartment where I can just start collecting shit again because then we're going to have to get rid of it anyway when we move back um so I think it's going to be nice to only have like our necessities and I think it's also going to be I'm excited for that like new style of living to help me just declutter my life in general too yeah yeah um Oh my gosh. Yeah, I'm like so hyped up for you. I feel like I'm asking you all these questions like, well, what are you going to do for this? And what are you going to do for this? And probably like <laughs> your family members, like when you told them like, you're moving to Paris, it's like, well, what about this? I love it. <laughs> um, okay, so hopping around different houses. I think that's also a very good point as far as what you said with the whole you know, it's one thing to bring the dogs over there. It's another to have somewhere that's like you feel safe walking them and yes. the where you're walking them isn't like a super, you know, it's not like all along the side of a highway. Yeah. And there's places for them to all go potty and all of that kind of stuff. I think that's going to be key for us, especially with three of them, because, you know, one or two, I think it'd be easy to, to find us a place to make do. But with three, it's just we need to find a place that has more room and maybe a park nearby or something so that they're also because it's going to be a big adjustment for them to go from, you know, they have a yard here to kind of the concrete life of um, of living in a city. So I think it'll be so fun to hear your adventures and I'm just really really looking forward to 
seeing all the fun things you guys could do, but also like all the challenges that just will naturally crop up as you go, you know, like thinking back, it was the same for Loopy. Like he had to learn the whole concrete jungle thing and, um, and just kind of like how resilient he was and like figured out the whole tube system and going to work with me every day on that. Yeah, I know. He was, (laughs) he was like, what, what is this mom? Like he would just look at me and be like, (laughs) what, what did heck? you do to me <laughs> but he was such a good boy with it um and or like sometimes the trains were canceled that we had planned on taking and then it was like we had to take the super crowded one or whatever you know yeah. just like little t- challenges throughout and i think it'll be it'll make you guys so much closer and i'm just excited to watch it basically yeah and i'll definitely be sharing pretty much every aspect of it too because i think it's it's things that you don't generally consider like, oh, what do you do when the train is really crowded? Like, how do you get your dog to... So I think it's just going to be really fun for us to experience it, but also to be able to share those things with people because unless you do it, you don't really know about that life. Yes, exactly. It'll be interesting too because I, you know, obviously we were in a country that spoke English and we're fairly welcoming to Americans as well as like... <laughs> you know, stereotypically kind of like polite British people with very also very welcoming to dogs. So me going on the tube with him, like there was like maybe once that someone like was afraid of dogs and like left. But it was like they like apologized. They're like, I'm sorry, I don't like dogs and like walked away. And but otherwise it was like men in their business suits (laughs) going to work and Lupin was like getting fur on them. And they're like, it's (laughs) fine. He's cute. And and so like it was so so I fortunately had a really good experience with that. But I like it'll be really interesting to hear like if there are any different like cultural differences and and things like that too that um that you guys encounter. For sure. Oh gosh. Okay. Well I'm so excited for you. We have covered all of the topics, I think. <laughs> I've pelted you with questions. I'm sorry about I that. I love it. I love it. I was just so hyped. <laughs> you guys, you were taking me down memory lane. So <laughs> thank you for that. Thank you for letting me share my own experience, too. Oh, of course. Honestly, I the, I didn't realize until just now that your dogs are Harry Potter themed um, or names. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, I am such a huge Harry Potter fan. I heard Lupin and I was like, wait a second. <laughs> yes, Lupin and Albus. Yeah, I we have it. my my niece dog is named Bellatrix, um, and, but Bella for short. Yeah, I am definitely a very big Harry Potter fan. I used to have an entire little shelf of like Harry Potter knickknacks. Um, but as we moved into this apartment, we had to down- downsize and I was like, I need to start saying goodbye to some of these things. But I'm still a very big Harry Potter fan at heart. So I love that. Yeah, it's it's actually really funny. Um, now that you say that, it's like having all the Harry Potter knickknacks. It's like we have a lot of those too. And um, my partner, I call him Dog Zaddy. Uh, he <laughs> like thinks that their art, like the different posters we have and stuff. And he's like, we need to hang this on the wall. And I'm like, mm, not in the dining room. <laughs> like <laughs> it could be in your office. <laughs> yep. Like we can't, we can't be the the Harry Potter adults. <laughs> like we can't dip that low with it. Like the whole the whole house is like Harry Potter. <laughs> that was my husband. He was like, we need to have one. You can have an, one area of the house that is Harry Potter. And so I had a little like corner with like all of my books and all these things. Um, it was right next to our liquor cabinet. And I was like, well, I've got this. You've got the liquor cabinet. And then after that, we can be kind of normal adults. <laughs> yeah. 
I love that. We've got the alcohol in Harry Potter. What else? <laughs> what other decor do we need? <laughs> um, okay, sweet. Yes. So Lupin and Albus, they are, they're something, but I do think about moving back quite a bit. Um, I don't know if it's in the cards for us or not, but yeah, I think, I think about that too. And so the fact that you, I saw this on your Instagram, I was just like, oh, it, it yeah, it really brought it all back for me. And I am so excited for you and slightly jealous and I, I look forward to it so um just to round it out since this is the with a dog podcast why do you choose life with a dog I just I've, I grew up with dogs and I think that having a companion with you who loves you unconditionally no matter how shitty of a day you've had no matter how um grumpy you've been no matter if it's you know raining or snowing or sunny or whether you're staying at home or going out um having somebody that loves you so unconditionally all the time is phenomenal and i just love having you know our three and um and getting to experience life with them and also you know working to give them their best life possible too because they do so much for us like the least we can do is is try to do the same for them so love my dogs i don't think i could ever not have a dog agreed Completely agree. Sometimes I think about it. I'm like, oh, like, think of how free and easy my life would be if I didn't have them to worry about. And I'm like, I think I'd last days and then literally like, I need one. Yeah. Um, okay, perfect. Well, for anyone else who wants to follow along with your adventures, can you plug your info? Yes. So I am her boozy tails, like dog tails on Instagram and TikTok. Um, and I do have a blog that has been a little neglected recently, but it is going to pick up again once we move because I'm going to make sure that I write everything down. Um, and that's three dogs, one bar.com. Perfect. All right. Well, and if everyone, if anyone wants to follow the podcast, it's at with a dog podcast on Instagram with a dog pod on TikTok. And, um, we will see you next week. Thank you again, Mel. Thanks so much for having me. Bye, everyone. Bye. All content on the With a Dog podcast is for informational and comedic purposes only. It should not replace professional advice, treatment, or diagnosis by a certified veterinarian, trainer, or behaviorist.